Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now he fucked up. So he was 15 when he had you? 16 around there. I think it was 16. I got to talk to him. Damn. And so, then when did you start making music together? How old are you? I started making beats when I was, since I was like two years old. I was in the, <laughs> if you look on the Instagram, you'll see what my kitchen looked like. Mm-hmm. You seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you that, have all the, the little setup. Kid, yeah, that's, that was my pop setup. Um, He, he did it all. He used to be boy. He used to do graffiti made beats, write rhymes. He was just mad hip hop since I was, that's what I was born into. There's pictures of me two years old rapping on the, on the mic with a can go run. DMC was my first favorite group, first favorite rappers, first favorite everything, you know? You would never expect it looking at him now. You know what I mean? But he wishes you could just go back, make beats, but you know, he does, does this, all this. We have another franchise over there for, for this in Haverhill too. But you, he can live kind of vicariously through you with that shit. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard. My dad was like a death metal, like drummer, like oh, hardcore. Man, I fuck with, like, I fuck with all He that. was doing a lot of metal, all that shit drumming. And then now when you look at him, he's just like, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, Buttoned yeah. up. But he always is like asking me about all this shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> He was hey. like, can you get me a microdose mushroom pill? I want to try it. I was like, I don't know. That might change your whole life. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I tried one from Cali. That shit fucked up my, my whole shit, man. I don't know. Ito and I did it. You'll watch, If you watch the episode, the last half of it, we're tripping? tripping balls on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, yo. If you would have caught me last month, we would have had some loud. I would have had some shit that rolled up. Damn, but you're not. Yeah. So you were making beats with him and shit when you were young. Yeah. And then uh, when did you start doing it like on your own? Um, I was 12. I started on my own. I started with the RX-5 Yamaha. The RX-5 Yamaha drum machine. I used to just be there working on that. Then every, all those old school drum machines. Then it became the ASR-10 in 1991. And that was my first machine. It was his first machine. And then I mastered the ASR-10. Then I grabbed the MP, made it up together, and started putting those together. And then my first placement was on the Wise Guys album for Ray Benzino. Oh, yeah. How yeah. old were you? I was like 12, 11. <laughs> yeah. I, it's on the, um, damn. Well, I forgot what the album was called, but it was the Wise Guys. I was just, I inboxed Ray Benzino and then he was like, oh, shit, that's you? <laughs> when you were 12 yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, well, before that, it was scientific. He's yeah. from Lawrence. And that, that's who I was linking up with. Scientific and my pops and 704 and all them. Through your and dad. The Bulldogs with Ed OG. They Ed OG used to be in my basement. Remember, they was all smoking smoking dust down there. You know what I'm saying? Angel Dust. I used to be there peeking through the basement. And I'll see Ed OG with the 40 and all that. And I used to just always want to be in the mix. I'm like, I used to love beats. I don't know why. Love beats so much. And then fucking I remember one day I was, I just snuck down there. I used to watch, I used to go over my father's shoulder, watch him study everything. And then when my father disappeared, I used to go into the studio and just start making beats. And then I'll leave it there. But I didn't know he was saving the beats. And I didn't notice. I didn't know he noticed I was doing that. Then he made a beat tape and then he was sitting in. So you were like hiding that you were producing from him. Yeah, I, I was just taking his. He'll leave a beat on in the ASI 10 and I'll just make a beat and then I'll just leave. And then he put it on the beat tape. Was he like uh harsh on your work or was he like helpful with it? Was He was excited. No, my first beat. 
I'm, you know, I don't mean to two mile horn. This shit was fire, bro. <laughs> to this day, this shit was sound. It's so if you grew fire. up with it from two, then like, yeah, yeah, I had it in me, man. I know, I knew I had it in me. Just fucking. So he was helpful with that shit. That's probably what kept you going. Because sometimes, like, if you get pushed into it, like, mm-hmm. you go opposite. Like, if your dad pushed you too hard into like being he, a producer, yeah. it was me. It was me forcing myself into it. You know, when I was a little boy, I used to, you know, the shit with the wheels, with the fucking the mallet, the little xylophone with the wheels. I used to yeah. be next to him. Yo, check this out. Play the melodies. Yo, put that on your beat. Oh, this is good. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. And y'all were growing up together. Like, honestly, yeah, like yeah. when you're yeah, that age. Kid, like, would, yeah. Because imagine like you at 15 doing that oh, shit, like having a kid that like. My son's 15, so I can imagine that shit. Oh, shit. How old were you when you had him? I was 21. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What yeah. does he does he make music or anything? I try, but I, like you said, I don't want to force it. He yeah. he likes like he likes his new age is more like um I don't know what to call it. It's like rock and punk mix type music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. But he loves Wu-Tang. Okay. You know his his favorite song is Cream, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> at 50 yeah i was the since same since he was little though since yeah. he was a little boy he always liked cream that song that's his favorite shit of all time well you just connect to certain like the rhythms of that shit that was me with wicked we were talking before yeah, we yeah. started like oh, with ice cube like when i heard that song young it was something about it like it's the drums for me yeah the, the drums the drums for it from every ice cube album them drums was knocking so you get the placement when you're 12 and then do you stick with it like to today? Did so you... I stuck with it. And then I basically got up with Crumb Snatcher mm-hmm. and we was in the crew together. And when I was 15, I got another placement on the Snatcher season two album. I did number five. Can't stop. He says my name in the beginning. And then after that. I just started going everywhere with it. You know what I'm saying? I work with Ghostface's son, Sun God. Yeah. At one point, I did a I did a whole thing with him. I worked with Trife. I worked with a whole bunch of people after that. Were you rapping at all during this point? I used to rap for my whole life, but I just didn't want to be a rapper. I didn't. I did not want to be a rapper. That's a whole nother path, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah fucking, it's a lot of ego involved, a lot of bullshit involved with that, you know? It's just. Yeah, but you could have had that ego getting placement so young and shit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like yeah. that could wreck people. You know what I mean? That yeah, could yeah. be like. Mm-hmm. So when you had your son, did you stick? Were you sticking with music then? Like, were you able to the same way? Like that's yeah. Yeah, it was kind of tough, but I still stuck with it. I was I was still doing music every day. It just became like brushing my teeth. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So all I knew at one point. So I just kept making music. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. At one point, do you do you feel like you can like expand out of that now like you got to the mastery to get out of it to get out of it how like i don't know when something feels like rhythmic like when you can just get in a rhythm you can start adding other you know balls that you're uh juggling in the air you know yeah 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 now yeah now i'm comfortable with just throwing shit out as far as and now you're rapping like yeah i always had them songs my team's always been like yo put that shit out i'm like nah man you had them recorded or written? I had I I didn't write that at all. I don't write none of my shit. That's <laughs> me that fucking <laughs> the Telemundo song I did on um I don't know if you heard Lost Soul. Yeah. That uh-huh. was all freestyle. That was just me jumping on the shit, freestyling. I was smoking dust at the time. I was just <laughs> on some other shit. And I did that song in 2011, 2012. So I was kind of fucking. Oh wild. shit. Yeah, I wasn't. So what made you finally put out Droga? Droga, cause I don't know. I just wanted to fucking. I just got sick of holding it. You know what I'm saying? I just want to yeah. let it out. And everybody just kept begging me to put that shit out, so I did it. I wasn't gonna even tell nobody I did that shit rapping. How you figured out that shit was me though, rapping? It took me. Do you want to know? I was sitting, listening to that like yeah. three or four times, being like, "Who the, the fuck is rapping on this?" And then like. Three, I forget on what track. On one track, you say your name. Who the fuck is Fuse? Who is you? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, I got it. You know what? That was going to be the first question I asked you. Real talk on this podcast. I was going to be like, 
who's rap? Is that you rapping on that? Yeah. But I heard that and it all clicked. Yeah, you know, that was that was supposed to be on the low. <laughs> the MC's name is MC Sucio. So I was just going to get Sucio means dirty. Yeah, and I was just going to keep that shit on the low. But everybody just kept putting two and two together, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't really want I didn't really want to come out like that, but it just happened. No, nah, it's a dope. Pro- Honestly, I was like very surprised and impressed with it because like I had known your production for so long since. <sighs> I wanted like when was the first time I really knew your name? Probably 2018. I was, like that term song with Chic Louche and oh, um, straight off the block. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the first time where I like put two and two together where I knew your name. That's funny. When I sent when I sent the um the album out to the DJs, they were like, yo, but who the fuck is the rapper? I just kept putting your MC Sushi. <laughs> Till PF come cutting hit me, you know, PF cutting. Yeah, that was Sean Price's DJ. He hit me back up. He's like, yo, what the fuck? Who's fucking rapping? <laughs> I said, yo, I got sick of asking fucking famous rappers for features. So I had to do it all myself. <laughs> yo, he started dying. He said, yo, that's just fire, son. And he put me twice on his on his radio show. That's when I knew I'm like, all right. Sean Price wasn't behind my head. Like, sure, few is not for nothing. Can you put the volume up? Not for nothing. And then he just kept fucking with me the whole time. I remember him and Fame arguing in the backseat. <laughs> him and little Fame. Um, oh, is it that? Oh, um, prizes versus plane. For ready or not, refugee taking over. And then, and then Sean Price went like that to Fame. And Fame said, "Why you give me that, son?" He's like, "Yo, that was the hardest verse you ever wrote. I ain't write that shit." Son. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Long story short, he was just a fun, fun dude to be around, man. Mad fun. Was that your first full project that you put out for the one that had not for nothing on it? Yeah, that was uh, no. Actually, I did one called Bomb Threat with Ghostface Killer's son. With, um, that was your first Sun project. God. That was like my first project with Sun God. And um, <clears throat> after that, a few years later, I ended up dropping Lost Soul. And those are songs that I've been having. And um, you sit on your music. Yeah, yeah. Not no more, though. Not no more. What changed? Uh, time. <laughs> Time's running out. <laughs> Time's running out. No, nah, but how old are you? I'm 38. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's not. Time's not running out at all. I was just <laughs> yeah. talking to the conduit the, at 39 years old. A.G. the corner DM'd him on oh. Twitter. and was like, hey, come work for me. I need some people on my street team. He left his nine to five job. Now he's fucking tour tour managed for Ghostface and oh, Rakim. AJ's and, my dude. Yeah. He, he was a coroner, right? For yeah, real. yeah. Yeah. Rock Marciano. This shout out the conduit. Shout out Baba for real. But at 39, he changed his whole life around. And now he's doing that shit. That's fire. That's fire. That's the whole like push we're in for rap right now is like people who lived lives and now not like young anymore you know like mm-hmm. the young rappers aren't all that yeah this is hard to find i mean know, i guess the really. label push but like yeah yeah new rap is kind of wild right now but there's, a, there's some there's some good ones sprinkled you look at like griselda or like Griselda's term i mean goya three Every rapper you have featured on that and you and term like they're all fucking killers. Yeah, and me and term went to school together. We, we grew we're like cousins. Me and term, we've been going to school together since third grade in Lawrence. Third grade since like the third grade. Were you making music back then? Yeah, I've been making music <laughs> since I was fucking with him. I mean, oh, with him. No term. Started around high school. He always was rapping, but he started around high school and he came up to me like, yo, what's up? I want I want some beats. I'm ready to go. And he went hard after that. His his hustle and his grind is real, 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 real consistent. That's one thing about term, yo. He, what was the first project you guys put out together? Oh, we were kids. We were like still real young. We did um, I think it was on Hood Politics One. We did Rolling in My Whip. And we did a song. Yeah, we did a song called Rolling in My Whip. How he's got different cars and shit. But the beat's pretty hard, though. Did you have always <laughs> the same style? Yeah, I always sounded the same. I always sound the same. But I was always um, versatile, though. 
I always did different type of beats. I always, I didn't stick to one style really, you know what I'm saying? But it had my twist to it, no matter what I did. That's why you have that one beat on Goya 3 with like the Italian mobster style sample on that shit. Which one? Uh, uh, I think it's the one with fame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, um, Broad Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that was... the one with like J. Royale. Too? Yeah, J. Royale bodied that shit. For real. He bodied that. That's one of my favorite verses ever. Rome Streets did went hard too. Shout yeah, out Rome shout Streets. out Rome. Turns verse was fire. And then Fame, he just happened to be sitting there in the, in the studio and we're like, come on, Fame, can you get on, you get on the hook? He's like, nah, son, I ain't fucking doing shit today. He's like, I'll be back. Ah, yo, turn the mic. He got on the mic and just started bodying the hook real quick. Have you so, ever rapped with, like, had you ever rapped with, like, other people? Like, no one knows I was rapping, son. <laughs> Only my close people, like, Term knew me forever. I always knew. Yeah. You know, I was always around rap. I always been rapping, but not like that. Nobody knew I was rapping, though. That's something I kept on the low. Yeah. I mean, I know time changed it, but, like, for real, like, that is, like, a big thing to change and, like, put out an album while you're rapping. Yeah. It was random. I just fucking just dropped it out of nowhere. (laughs) What do you have? You you said you're not sitting on music anymore. What else do you have, like, coming? Oh, I I got another Droga album coming. I got more instrumentals coming. Um, I feel like producers are getting their shine like more now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Before it was it was hard for producers, you know. But, the, yeah. the like one rapper, one producer thing, like it's starting mm-hmm. to. I don't know. It was around, but it's like starting to come back. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people are starting to get producers to do whole albums. Excuse me. Pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's starting to do that a lot now. Everybody's trying to get producers doing whole projects with them. That's just pretty fire. When did the Goya series start? When was the first one? We actually started around 2012, the whole Goya series. And um, that shit took off immediately. Like Nori inboxed us and was like, I fuck with this. Send me a thing. And the next fucking day he sent the verse. I had a heart attack. I was like, oh, shit. Nori's on my fucking beat. Then expect the deck hit hit T up and then fucking after that was everybody else, you know. Shit was spread like wildfire. Did you still get like like nervous? Cause you grew up with like around real rappers. Do you get like starstruck when someone's on? Oh yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan first, always. I'm a fan, man. You know what I'm saying? I still get yeah, I still get starstruck when I see like, you know, my favorite rappers. I was bugging when I seen Razzcast the other day. That shit was crazy, man. Saying still to this day, I bug, I bug on all of them. What was the like biggest look for you, like personally? Like, which one were you most excited about? Because you have had some of the craziest people on your beats. Um, rest in peace, Sean Price. That was the one I was excited about. He was hitting me. He before he died, he told me we got to do an album together. So we put it on the rug down, duck down, whatever, you know. And I was like, I. So, but at that time I was all corrupt too, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. mean like with the business or other shit? I was just, uh, I was just out there doing stupid shit, you know? Yeah. Do you look back at that time with like, uh, anger or you, do you feel like that like grew nah, you to who you are now? I'm glad. Now nah, I'm glad I went through whatever I went through. You know, I got my son now, so now I can just, you know, let him know to just stay. Doing right on God always. <laughs> is that what that stands for? Yeah, yeah. This doesn't stand. The drug is the music. The drug is the music, yo. It's no drug. I'm not promoting drugs. I'm not fucking, you know, what you call it, glorifying none of that shit. It's basically the doing right on God always, you know. The music's a drug. Yeah, the intro. I love the intro on it. Yeah, he's talking in Spanish. Yeah. You understood it? Yeah, I think half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know Spanish at all, but I feel like understanding, like I can understand like half. But I've uh, fucking yeah, I got you. you it's, ba- it's basically one eight hundred droga. They're calling, and they're thinking they're thinking they're calling for real, real drugs. You know, and the dudes like get the fuck out of here, get the fuck off the phone. This ain't you know the music is the drug. That's what droga is, and that's basically what. Where it did was. you get that drop from? <laughs> that is uh from a Dominican political. 
dude there. I, I just found that shit there. My boy used to always scream that. My boy, shout out Paxi. He used to always come to the crib screaming that. Droga. Yeah, yeah that's that so, shit. it's so cat. It's like, gets stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I found it mad funny, so I started using that shit. When did you, so were all those songs meant to be put together as an album, or were those all just different ones that then you made cohesive? Exactly, yeah. Those are different ones I made cohesive. That's just me connecting shit and putting together the puzzle. I'm pretty good at that. I do that shit pretty fast, you know what I'm saying? Do you do that for other albums? Like when you produce an album, do you make yeah, the beats Goya. in a certain like Goya? Yeah, for Goya and every album I have, I've tried to I'll try to squeeze in intros a little. You know, that's that's me doing all that shit, all the extra shit. Cause I, I like to paint a picture more. I like to have it like a movie. You know, I don't like just doing here. Then the song stops, and then like you know, I like I grew up yeah. with, with fight like like the Far Side album. Remember that shit? Yeah. Like the cover and all. When I first, that's what I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to have art and all shit like this. Since I was little, there's a million albums I can name like that. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you prefer working like with on with one artist on an album more than like track here and there. A compilation? Yeah. Or not, not even a compilation, but you want to like, you don't want just, all right, I want my song put on this album or this album. You like making a full piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it has to make sense to me, you know, whether it's one artist or if it's a hundred artists on the thing, but it just got to make sense for me. Yeah. Yo, you got to jump on my shit one time, though, you know, do a little skip for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you're not going to have me rap. Yeah, well, nah, yeah. Nah, you, yeah rap. Fuck no me. way. I found, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I found, like, when I was in, like, high school and shit, all these old raps I had on my phone. Yeah, yeah. This, they're mad and bad. I was listening back to that shit. I sent them to a couple of friends. I was like, listen, I never wanted to be a rapper, even in the bars. I was like, I'm a comedian, but I don't know why I did that shit. The spoken word. <laughs> Turn it into spoken word, no beats. Oh shit's embarrassing. I was in, you know the producer oh. Mefux of Lord oh, yeah, Mob. Yeah, 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 he lives. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. So I I was in his studio. We we're doing a podcast. He's like, hop in the booth of freestyles. Like, I don't think you in somewhere do. out there. There's the worst freestyle of all time. Gay, he yeah. can just drop and ruin me. <laughs> it was that bad. It was real bad. Yeah. You guys, you guys are drinking? You yeah, guys drinking, smoking, like. <laughs> the whole like you were talking about like being a dad that's what like the term thing the good dad gang like I, I, that's why I loved that word like when you pulled up with your dad like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I loved that with my shit like I just went to see Action Bronson with my dad that's like oh, it's yeah. important yeah he's he's a real big important part of my, my whole shit so my dad just he birthed me into this shit came out from DR straight to New York yeah. How old? Yeah, man, I wish he was here. He was young. Yeah, definitely young. I want to say nine. Uh, yeah. You know, he's straight from DR to New York, Brooklyn, Queens around there. And he came down to Lawrence with all that shit with the with the DJ the rapping, the graph. And this is early 80s. You know what I'm saying? Then I was born. And that's all I was looking at, you know? Yeah, I used to be running around the house with a Kango hat at two years old, you know, <laughs> trying to be run DMC. That's did you want? Did you want to be a rapper at those times? Like I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to do something. I wanted to make beats and rap. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I kind of wanted to rap a lot when I was little and break dance. I used to break dance too. Do you still? Hell no, I don't break. <laughs> I break something. Not dancing. <laughs> Fuck that. I can't do that no more. What when when did you make the decision not to rap? Um, when I was just focused on, I just wanted to focus on my craft because I knew the beats that I was doing was was had a big impact, just by the reaction of everybody. And then I'm getting you know superstars telling me my shit's fire, so it gave me that that motivation. And um, I just felt like yo, the rapper, the rappers, you call it the path. For them, is is real. It's, it's like that's just a warrior's path. Yo. That's just not easy. Yeah, you gotta do a lot of shit to be a rapper. You know, yeah. I didn't really want to be. I wanted to be behind the scenes my whole life, just collecting the bread, making beats. I didn't really want my face all. You know, I wouldn't even do this back in the days. No, I feel. I was talking to Crime Apple about how like 
it's like a mental illness almost the like want to just push and like be out there like i feel that with comedy like Mm. like why else would i want like the attention from that shit like my (laughs) you know like not even big like fame type shit but just like Mm. to have my face out with the product but yo you have comedy you have to do that shit though right that's yeah that's just mandatory well, me as a producer, I'm just in the cut chilling, man. I get to just make the beat and let the rapper go out there and do what they want with it. What, what, like, what made that mindset? Um, uh, what gave you that mindset? Because at the time, I couldn't rap about what was going on around me. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it's it was too much going on, and I just didn't want to be saying too much. You know, now I've been. I've been pretty legit for fucking years and I've been pretty good. You know what I'm saying? When you were, were you making music or did you take a step away? When? Um, recently? No, like, you know. Yeah, yeah you were... I just stopped everything. I just kept doing music and. I mean, like when you were like doing other shit, when you were, uh, you know. Yeah. I've... Were you making music then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was making music. Always. I was always making beats. I always had my NPC in the middle of a fucking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have my oh, yeah. NPC always. I wake up in, in, in the I wasn't sure spots. if you had to like take a step away to come back from it or if it was. What do you mean? Like because you grew up with it. I didn't know if there was a point where you took a step away and you were like, maybe this isn't what, what I want to do to come back to like music. Uh, you talking about step away from music? Yeah. Um, I don't think I ever stepped away from music, bro. You were born into it. It was always at the edge of my bed. No matter where I was, I had the MPC and I had the, the machine. I was just always doing beats. If I don't do it, if I don't make music, I'll just start feeling some type of way, you know? You think it's chance, like that you ended up like this is your life path, or yeah. Yeah, not really. I think it was it was bound to happen, you know. This is pretty much all I know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. What keeps you going? Mm. A lot of things keep me going. My son, and the fact that I just never quit making music it just keeps me going. I don't know. That's I can't really explain it. Yeah, faith. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what it is. No, it's like and love and the love. I, I don't want to like bring up like fate. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I feel it. And I I've asked so many times about it, but it's weird, like bringing it up. But it's true. Like just believing in like whatever to keep you going. Oh, uh, yeah. You have to. <clears throat> you have to have faith in what you're doing. You can't, you know, you can't have no doubts in your head. No matter what happens, you just got to know what's going to happen. You know, because when, yeah, whenever I doubt a situation, it never happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like you keep your mind clear of all that shit. Do you have like certain things? You said you're not smoking or drinking now. Does that help you? Cl- like, do you have things that you do to clear your mind, like routines? I go to the I'll go to the gym and run like five miles now because I fucking because I miss smoking weed. But, you know, <laughs> that's how I got into running is I, yesterday. I like to run like I actually I took a break off from running because I was too oh, busy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I do out. I, I do like I need to move into the gym now. It's getting cold, but I did like five, like probably four miles yesterday, and I took like two months off. And my legs today are like jelly, like <laughs> fucking. Yeah, yeah. But that's where I get like I have to like work out the anxiety in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's, that ever since I quit, I've been feeling like that. A little anxious because. The weed used to fucking keep me relaxed at all times. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm just like mad awake. <laughs> yeah. Then I have mad time on my hands too. You know I don't. Is like you're breathing the only reason you quit, or was it like a mental thing too? Hmm. Kind of. I like I like the clarity that I had after a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't as fogged up, but. Yeah, man. When I had, when I was sick, I couldn't breathe for like two weeks. It was like short breath. 
but it wasn't like for just one day. This shit was like for two weeks straight. Then I lost like 15 pounds. I couldn't eat, couldn't hold, you know, I was just like, fuck that. I'm not touching anything. Plus the cigarettes didn't help. Yeah. Yeah, man. Say say no to drugs and cigarettes, kids. Say no to cigarettes. I am. I oh, yeah. Like drug, you know, say the, I like to preach the no tobacco, like yeah, just no smoke tobacco. weed. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't smoke weed, but it's the tobacco, the weed. There's nothing wrong with the weed, but the weed's going to lead me back to I smoke a joint and I go course. for a run. That's what I do. Like I get high and go for a run. Yeah, that's I used right. to love that zone. That, that was a good zone to be in. That's the real runner's high. When you're high running. Man, I used to do that shit, man, all the time. Do you feel like sobriety changed your music at all? It changed my motivation. The sobriety helped me put this fucking MC Sushi shit out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It woke me up to a lot of different things in my life. So and it and it inspired, you know. It made me realize I, I was always like smoking and my kid was there and all that. And he's probably looking at me, you know, I didn't want him to grow up smoking cigarettes and shit and the drinking yeah. and all this shit. I just stopped all that shit, you know? I do. I feel you. You get to a certain point where it's like, you're getting too old for this shit. Yeah, no, I feel you. Like my dad would hide cigarettes, but I would always smell it and shit. Yeah. And like him seeing that he was like, not proud of it like him hiding it made me be like that's why i never smoked like cigarettes fully like i smoked tobacco but never like cigarettes because i was like why was he hiding it? you know <laughs> and same thing with you like you quitting it he's like all right there's a real reason for that mm. weed makes you super hard on yourself because you overthink everything that's that's a fact and that's probably why you wanted to put your mute not probably i don't want to like speak for you but like um I, I was probably extra analytical, over analytical with the yeah. music, the art, everything. But I, I'm still kind of like that, but not too much no more. I'm just like, just put it out yeah, to the universe and see what the fuck the universe tells you about it. I'm having this really bad mental cycle where it's like I've been doing comedy long enough, but I almost feel like I'm not good because I've like. Because every time you get to, like, the top of a hill, there's a mountain next to it, you know? Facts. So, like, I'm super hard on it. It's like, man, I suck, even though I've, like, headlined shows and stuff. It's And I put you in a high, lot of work. before you go on stage? Yeah, I do. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Almost, I, I would, like, Ron, there's this comedian, Ron White, and he was talking about how he wants to yeah. almost, like, hit a joint the second he walks on stage. And that's kind of how I feel. Yeah? You can, yeah. That, that shit don't. That should that should make actually takes all the edge out and all that. I don't know. People probably know I'm high on stage because of how I'm acting, but like it slows time down. I'm a super anxious person, so like yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. I get anxious, I speed up and I talk fast and I get nervous. So when I'm high, I can. I don't know. I don't know anything about rap, but I know that like when rappers get better, they slow down. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you learn how to manipulate time better. Or use pauses. Mm-hmm. And that's what weed and comedy does for me, I feel. Mm-hmm. Is it's like it slows me down so I don't feel like I have to be talking every second. Right. I can let them sit in silence for a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. Which before would feel like. Yeah. I can imagine that. You got no beats behind you. It's just your voice on the stage. Yeah. And like I've had. It doesn't go like you. Sometimes I say shit that makes a whole audience really mad. So, like, then you have a whole room who hates you as a person. You and you still have to figure that shit out. Dude, you're good at you're good at. I think I am good at dealing with hecklers. I dealt with the craziest hecklers when I started comedy. Yeah. Like, people throwing drinks at me. People screaming at me. <laughs> what? I would do jokes about cops. And I had cops threaten me, like, threaten to arrest oh, me. Like, shit. be like, stop drinking or we'll pull you over on the way home if you joke about us. Like, shit like that. So... Now I've kind of built up a wow, but you can't be too mean. That's the thing with hecklers is you can't have the whole audience turn on you. Yeah, yeah. I roasted the fuck out of this couple a couple of weeks ago in Worcester, and he got. I had to buy him a drink afterwards. I felt so bad. He was heckling. I just roasted the fuck out of him. How he was dressed, his wife, oh, all man. that shit. You know, that's wild, though. Have you ever performed rap live? Like, have you ever rapped in front of an audience? Um, last time I did that was 
me and this kid easy money we dropped the album yeah you guys have a couple projects out, right? two, yeah the first one was seven grams and um in the release party in boston in the middle east yeah i, I popped out of nowhere rapping telemundo and i was like oh shit you fucking that was you and i was like yeah how'd but that I, feel that shit was fucking a little nerve-wracking but it was straight you know what i'm saying i, I got to be behind my beat machine and i had to go on the stage jumping around, doing all that shit. I just stayed in one spot. Would you ever perform your album? Yeah, I'll probably do that shit. The Would you do it behind a beat machine? That's the way, that's the best way. I'll do it. I'll do it while I'm making the beat at the same time. I think. You know, so I'll be able to just, you know, inspect. But yeah, I would have to practice that, you know, get some, get some pointers from my rapper friends. But, um, Last before that, I rapped on stage in high school. I used to do that. I used to do the talent shows. Did you ever bomb? Um, nah, I never bombed. I never really bombed on stage. I um, I'm trying to think. Nah, actually, nah, not that I know of. What is is a bomb to a rap show? Like, not many people show up. A bomb to a rap show is fucking forgetting your words on the stage. I had I had some friends that I that I used to fucking like. I don't want to say names, but I watched them getting drunk backstage. I'm like, fam, we're about to be on stage, man. You know what I'm saying? We got to do this shit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He gets on the stage and he slurred every word and, and forgot and just threw the mic on the floor and left. I seen that shit. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that happened. I don't like when people turn on the audience. Oh yeah! Oh, like, oh, start! Oh, start! Like, like you guys suck! Oh, nah, you guys get the fuck like, out the stage! You start doing that. We're like, yo, nah, get me out of this shit. That I don't like that either. Yeah, that's that's right. But yeah, I used to do beat battles. Shit, on everything. At one point, I was on. I was on everything. Yeah, yeah, I'll be high. That that I can do high as fuck. But I was just fucking out of it. But I. You know, I was winning a couple rounds, so I did pretty smooth. You know? What what's a beat battle? Like you just make a beat. Well, everybody was just the, I thought the beat battle was like, what's his name from Blue? Blue and um Exile. Exile. Yeah. I thought it was you see how Exile did the the battle with um against Mad Lib's brother. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Beat battles. I go over there, motherfuckers are just playing their beats and just standing there. Or you just got to have real good moves. I'm like, yo, this is a fucking you dance contest. Dance this is not a fucking beat battle. It's a fucking dance contest. You start break dancing. I'm like, so, yeah. So I got my pads in front of me. I'm like, I just sat down and I just started doing the, the beats live. And I was the only motherfucker doing that. I'm like, I guess the future is just standing there, present play. That's so, so stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I just was up there, boom, playing the beats live. You know what I'm saying? It was smooth. You like performing? Yeah. Like, do you like. On the thirteenth, I'm gonna perform a beat show. Oh, at the yeah, yeah the, the yeah in the Spicker River Brewery in Lawrence. I'm gonna go up there and do that. Hopefully, you pass through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I would. I'm definitely gonna be there. Do you like uh, like DJ and tours? I know how to DJ, but I didn't. I never really DJ. Is that a whole different thing? I'm so fucking well, ignorant. To my the whole... my um, when I was doing tours in Europe, like. With Rex, when I put out, you know, Rex's, mm -hmm. when I put out that album, Order and Chaos, I was DJing that tour. But the way I DJed it was wasn't like with two turntables. I just had it all on my machine, which is like an MPC pad. Yeah. And I have all the songs there. So I was like, you know, just putting song one by one through the pads, you know, just doing it live. Yeah. But I would like to have, you know, the two turntable shit. Is that a complete? That's a complete. Do you know how to do that? That is. Like, yeah, yeah. I used to be in my room with two techniques. Um, my first two records was um, what was it from Karis One? Was it called My Philosophy? It's like it was going back. I was able to juggle and do all that shit. That was my shit back in the days. You definitely do have like a old school inspired sound. Like it shows, like for your love for the old school and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love hip hop, man. Love hip hop. I like I like hit today's hip hop too. It's pretty fire. Yeah, who are you listening to? My main shit is what I listen to. That is such a hard question. I know, like, uh, yeah, I haven't been lately. I've I've been listening to my fucking self. 
Yeah. Because I've been so focused on making so much beats. I haven't had time to stop and listen to anything, man. Just Are you hard on your shit? Like listening back to it? Or do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always I'm always tightening and tweaking and tweak. I, I, sometimes I just got to get it out of my own hands so I can fucking yeah. get out. I'm, I, no, what were you saying? I was I'm right now. I'm working on all the Goya instrumentals. I'm tightening those up. I'm gonna put those shits out too. Oh, an instrumental for all the all, all, the, of all the Goya. Like we have, what was it like three projects? And we'll put them all in one. Come out with a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna come out dope. Have you guys planned for a fourth one? Um, not yet. No, not yet. But it'll be there. What uh? What other artists would you want to put albums out with? Right now, I got an album with Feeve in the stash. UFO Feeve. <laughs> Shout out UFO. Yo. One of the most talented. Feeve is one nicest, of my favorites. Yeah. Feeve destroyed this whole fucking album. We, we bodied this shit, man. I can't wait to put this shit out. Can you give a name? What, one song? He has one called The Entry. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> is that what you say? Uh, that's uh, Yeah. What you say? Yeah, uh, what? I was saying, do you have a name of the project? Oh, name of the project? Nah, we don't got a name yet. All right. No, nah, we don't got a name yet. Do you how do you feel like sitting on it? Like I'm not I don't I don't mind not rushing. You don't mind, it. Nah, yeah. But we 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 talk to each other all the time, you know. But we we're, we're not rushing it. Everything's just flowing smooth. He's one of those people that like everyone listening really should check out his music too. Absolutely. And I can't wait for your guys' project oh, together. I'll show he you killed after. that beat that on Goya, he killed that shit. Yeah, Don Julio. He yeah. he popped up in Brooklyn that night. He just came through. Started lighting up. We were smoking, smoking. And when I played that Don Julio beat, he was like, leave that shit on. And she's like, that's the one? He's like, yeah. And he was actually the first verse we got on the, I think that he was the that first was the verse first on Goya. One. Yep. It was the Don Julio. Don Julio was named Don Julio because me in turn broke night drinking 1942 Don Julio. <laughs> and we fucking drank so much. We passed out in Static Studio. And term was knocked out and it was five in the morning. And me, I, I wake up no matter what. So I was up and I was just sitting there. I went on Static's computer and I started finding samples. I found drums, put the beat together. Term woke up and looking at me, he's like, what the fuck is that? And he said, yo, and he just got up. He started <laughs> dusting himself off, got on his phone, wrote a quick ass verse, opened the mic booth. He said, yo, record me right now. And he dropped that verse for Don Julio. We literally was up all night breaking night in the studio with <laughs> mad bitches, all this shit he said. That was that was a true story. <laughs> then Feeve came through later on, and when we played the Don Julio, he was like, my man, that's the fucking one right there. He body diverse immediately. And then we sent it out to Nems. That's my brother right there. Um, and he bodied that shit. Uh, he came to the studio bodying that shit, yo. That's a legendary studio. Yo, <laughs> Nems came in. There was mad girls in the studio. <laughs> he was saying the most wildest, wildest shit that night. I was cracking the fuck up, dog. His verse, the first time I heard it, I was laughing Yo, out loud. Man, we was, we was all trying to hold our laugh in the studio. Like, we was laughing up because there was too much people in there. And the girls are like, what the fuck? This dude's a crazy-ass motherfucker. <laughs> man, I was my, my stomach was hurting that day. Yo, Nems is one funny-ass dude, bro. I, that's fun. <laughs> I love how funny like rappers. Yeah, yeah. Are, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. sure. You ever watch Chappelle's Block Party? Nah, I never got a chance. I seen it real quick, but I don't. It's on Netflix now, yeah, yeah. actually. If oh, you yeah. Wanna, yeah. I'm peep it's that like shit. Chappelle put together like a rap festival that he yeah. hosted and shit. And he was like, you know, rappers and comedians that have very similar mindsets. The like you ah, on yeah. stage, all that shit. That was my dad's favorite movie growing up. Like, Honestly, that's a dream I have is to put on like a rap and comedy festival. I did my first one uh, at Deuce Ellis's place. Yeah. Um, out in Brooklyn. Shit, we like sold it out. It was packed. We had a comedy night and a rap night. We had a you bunch of one over there in the, in the brewery that I told you. I would love that. And get that yeah. party, you know. That would be amazing. Get you. It was funny that we both thought each other were from New York and we're both masked. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm from I'm from that, that little town, Lawrence. And it's like mad. It's an immigrant city. You know, you've, you've been in Lawrence, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rick Ross would Man. always pop out there. He loved Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody gave him $15,000 for a verse. From Lawrence out there one time, he ended up in the basement, and one of them 
fucking yeah. trap out there. He just signed Smoke Bulger. Um, oh, Smoke Bulger from Boston. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, he he's an OG MMG. too. Yeah. He's gonna be on the podcast soon. Check he's it out. A man. Yeah, he's, yeah a man. he's a real dope dude. Boston has a lot. It has a dope rap and mm-hmm. music scene that I feel like B- it's over. B- Bia, Bia, yeah, she's Bia. Man. She's from. I mean, cousin Stiz. Cousin Stiz is a man too. He's yeah, nice. but I mean, like term static. Term too, like yeah. you know, you. There's a lot. Fucking Al Davino or SD Knack out of Lynn. Al Davino, SD Knack. Um, real life experience. RLX. That's my man right there. He's he's nice. Um, primo. Oh, I didn't Prophet. know RLX was from. It's from Lawrence. RLX. For real? Yeah, he's he's. He's like my cousin. He's my I cousin's had no brother. idea. He signed a fucking crime, right? Signed a crime. Yep. Yeah, shout out and crime. Monks. That episode's coming soon. Yeah, crime. Crime is nice, too. Crime's a monster. Crime's one of those. His pet is ill. Yeah, he's like Nems where it's just funny as shit, but still yeah. hard. Smooth. Crime is like smooth. Yeah, he, he put some he put some words together. Real smooth. He killed that track. The um, which one from Goya? Yeah, from yeah. Goya. He killed, yo, he picked that other beat. Uh, it's on Lost Soul. It's not even a, a regular crime type beat. It was like a almost got like trap drums in it, kind of, but it was kind of dark, but he killed that shit too. Yeah. And um, who else is from? There's a couple heads we're missing out. Hopefully we didn't. I know. Salute everyone. That yeah, we salute forgot. everyone. But no, for real, like. And if you talk to Griselda, like Khan, Benny, they all say that Boston is when they realized they were on. Yeah, I was there in that and... first show, too. I was inboxing Conway. And he was telling me to meet him up. He was going to get on a beat. Then Shady signed him. And I said, it was yeah, like, yo, a lot. Yeah. I, never, I never heard Conway was out of here already, man. But I was I was rocking with them since the beginning, beginning. When they pulled up to do the song Curve with Static, mm-hmm. I was there that day. Were I, you? Yeah. I had what was the, that? 20 fucking 16? 15 or 16. I don't remember, man. I, I was wilding at that time, too. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I was on all types of crazy shit, but yeah, it was around that time. So, yeah, Static said, open the door. I see these dudes. I'm like, what the fuck? These dudes are awesome. They look, you know, they, yeah. they, they just gave me that. that. You know, yeah, like when, the, you, when you're yeah, with them, the you know. Tea. I was like, remind me of uh, Woo, like that Woo. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then when they came in and they got up because I was there when Static made the beat for Curve. I was sitting there with him. I'm like, yeah, that's just fire. And um, when they came in, right when Conway heard it, he's like, yo, roll me something. I remember, boom, he had somebody roll him, smoking, smoking, and then he just fucking they bodied that shit together. That was like one of the best shits I ever seen. I was like, yo, y'all, y'all are ill. I was outside the, the studio with Derringer. Shout out Derringer. Shout out Derringer. Yeah, he was telling me, yo, I heard all your work, and Goya was giving me, you know, Showing love and shit. Yeah. And then we was building for a little bit on the ASR 10 and all the, you know, all the good production, produ- production equipment and all that shit. He's a good dude in Derringer, man. Derringer is a good dope ass. Yeah. I like the, like, you putting out instrumentals. Like, he, I love the instrumental shit. Yeah, you think yeah. I should keep doing that? I shit? do think you should. Why were people telling you not to? No, I'm just me as a producer. I don't want to let all, all my beats like that. You know, yeah, <laughs> nah, people stop putting on fucking albums. I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm talking shit. Cool, they can do whatever they want with the beats. <laughs> Does that happen? Nah, people use your beats. That's what it's out there for. You know, yeah. do what I, I want them to use the beats. Yeah, but um, was gonna tell you fucking I need to get on my vinyl though. That's what I'm trying to do next. Oh, I know somebody that might be able to help. Word. All right, let me know. I I, I want to do the Lost Soul. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. A lot of people in Europe hitting me up from Germany. You you said you did shit in Europe. I did tours in Europe. Yeah, I did a lot of tours in Europe. 2013 was my first tour. Well, I did like two tours in Europe, but I went everywhere though. That must be crazy getting to show love out there. Yeah, like, hip hop is alive out there. You been out there? No, I you mean I've I've there. been out there, but not for comedy or rap or anything. Yeah, you gotta go out there one time. Amsterdam was my one of my favorites. I did Germany, did the fucking we call it beer fest, Oktoberfest. Uh, yeah. Oh, you did that shit. Yeah, I would love to go out there. That. Yeah, my favorite. I've been to Barcelona. I've been to Scotland and Ireland. I, I always wanted to see Scotland and Ireland too. Yeah, it's beautiful. Fun. Yeah, oh yeah. I went to Spain. Had the worst weed I ever smoked though. Yeah, in Barcelona, I got some trash weed. <laughs> Yo, 
was it where I got the worst? No, that was Cuba. Cuba gave me all black weed, yo. <laughs> it was all black, like like it was backward. Damn. Like burnt backward. Trash, trash. Yeah, burnt backward guts. That's what that shit remind me of. Then fucking. But I'll tell you, Swiss had some bomb ass weed. Switzerland had good weed. Yeah. Amsterdam was fucking was was Candyland for me, yo. You know. Really? I heard their weed was kind of it wasn't like Cali. Yeah. It's not, it's yeah. not, it's not as it's not as good like is it hard being in a studio not smoking or drinking? Yeah. Yeah, but because it I don't know, I can't explain it. You know what I'm saying. Though, I do. You know, my when creative, I stop smoking, yeah. it's just different now. When I stop smoking blunts, everyone around me smoking backwards in front, of, you know, yeah, and they'd yeah. be like, oh, come on, you won't take one hit of it. And you have to be like, no, I fucking won't. I don't know if you ever <laughs> heard of Jay Skis. He signed to Conway, the drum work, but he talks about like sobriety, like he's sober, oh, he's, sober too. he's sober. And when he, uh, when Conway uh, like signed him, he was like, come to the studio. And they had like 1942. They were all smoking. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, man, if I was like on my shit, I don't think he would have signed me. Like I was sober. I focused on the work and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that helped me a lot, too. I've seen a lot of good things happening because I used to be sleeping on my shit because I used to be on too much, you know? Yeah, so I just overdid it. You know, I didn't I didn't balance it. That's the whole thing. You can smoke, but you just got to balance your shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like I need to get the balance of it, you know, because it helps you out so much mm-hmm. that you like it, it brings you into so many good situations. Mm-hmm. And then you have to realize, like, the balance of how you're using it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'll be like, I used to be a fucking I used to blank out sometimes. I used to be too high. I'll be fucking up. Sessions. You ever do hallucinogens or anything? I, I did it all except for heroin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I you have did a problem uh, with anything. Uh, no, I didn't have no. no. That's good. Yeah, I might. But you ever I, do DMT? No, no, no. I want to do that, right. but I, I'd rather do it with a shaman. You know, I need to have a shaman. I might be able to help you. You a shaman? <laughs> nah, 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 I know, no. I, I just had a shaman give me an experience like a week or two ago. Oh, you'd be able to like if I'm having a wild experience, you'd be able yeah. to bring me back. Or to if Earth. you need, I might be able to introduce you to someone who could help you. Oh no, man. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into I'll get a piece of shit, but yeah, man, I can't. I don't know. DMT is gonna take like five shamans for me, yo. There's too much shit. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. You, but you want to do it? That would be the thing. Um, I want to do it from because what they told me what it does. You know, what I'm saying you die and then you resurrect. You know I'm saying that's what made me start this sense. podcast. For real? I was in a real dark place and I did that's, it. Yeah. And I fucking my life. If you ask people who know that I did it, they know that there was like a direct change before that's, and that's after. That's what um, that's what my friends are telling me too. My boy, he did it. My brother did it too. It's not like a drug. Should, like it's not like you're like partying and shit. It opens, you know? opens up your arm, your third eye. I mean, yeah, you realize you that learn to appreciate everything. You know, say everything. Yeah. How old were you? Did mushrooms for the first time. Mushrooms, I was probably fucking 15. Damn. I but you know acid. when you take that for the first time and you're like, the world's a lot different it than you like actually. Super Mario Land when I first did that <laughs> shit. I was in my basement. I remember that shit. That shit was fucking crazy. But I had mad fun. I didn't have I never had a bad trip off mushrooms. I ever. only had bad trips for the first couple times. Oh yeah? Yeah. Damn. I, I wasn't never, good with myself. I had a bad trip with acid. I had a bad trip with acid. The thing with acid is that. They fucking um, they like take this as one hit. And then my uncle calls me. He's like, yo, whatever you do, don't take that whole thing. That's fucking three hits. Oh. I was already I was already in there like swimming. <sighs> so next thing you know, I'm in the basement fucking punching the cement floor, laughing. And I try to run from my trip at six in the morning around the block with fucking with them fucking with what do you call them? Uh one of them kids are wearing them sandals them nurse sandals. Oh, yeah. Fucking Crocs, basketball shorts and the fucking wife beater freezing, getting rained on. 
you know, I was just running from my trip. That's no, I did the same. Mind, I, was yeah. trying, I thought I was leaving it behind, but I was <laughs> I was doing some fucking. You know. I ran like four miles in jeans and a flannel once <laughs> in a bad mushroom trip. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'll write comedy. I'm tripping so hard if I write comedy. Oh so I'm running and I'm laughing yeah, hysterically. Yeah, shit, People yeah. probably thought I was like insane person. Bro. Yeah, I'm in the middle of. Yeah, I was in the middle of the fucking the ghetto. I was in Lawrence, yo. Anybody could have just fucking, you know? Yeah, you were tweaking. I was tweaking. I tweaked for a week. A week? A week. So every Up time. three tabs? Three tabs, but I didn't know I was. It was my first time on acid ever. God damn. Yeah, nah. So that's... whenever I smoked a cigarette, the purple smoke would come back again. Oh. Uh... Like, fuck, this shit ain't even my cell. I was scared. But my uncle, he's really good at, um, he's like what we call the tripping warrior. Mm-hmm. So he was giving me pills like 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 um vitamins, and he gave me a pizza. He's like, "Yo, these vitamins right here." He said, "He said these pills right here they're like a placebo. This is gonna bring you back to life." And I kept taking them, and I kept telling myself, "Oh, these are the fucking back to life pills. They were fucking vitamins." <laughs> he just knew what he was doing, and in my mind, I was back, and I don't know. I slowly, you know, this shit left my system. Yeah, damn. That's the worst trip I ever had. That would scare the shit out of it me. Did. Not being able to leave it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. acid's long, two, eight hours. Acid, yeah. That Way was longer I than never that touched acid again after that. Because I only did me. it once and it really fucking scared me. I did it and we went. It was a rainy day. I was yeah. wearing sweatpants and me like too. fucking sandals. Like I go into a shop with my friends before it, yeah. it starts. I'm like, oh shit, I need to get out of here. <laughs> I go outside and a kid tries to rob me. Just oh, a random uh, kid. Just tripping? a random first time I've ever peeked on acid. Yeah. I'm peeking on acid and this kid tries to rob me and it's snowing with, and raining. What, bare hands or he was trying yeah, to rob you with a hand? No, hammer. not bare hands. Thank God. He didn't know what he was doing. Well, and I like nuts. pushed him and ran. But I had like you probably gave him a wild acid fu- push. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, get out. Like I just screamed at it. <laughs> you know, the why you gotta same thing happened to me in Buffalo. The first time I went out to Buffalo, I went to the Buffalo Kids store opening West Side Gun. It's like 2 a.m. I've finished a bunch of podcasts. I come back, a dude tries to rob me outside my Airbnb. And I'm like, what the fuck do you want? I just went wild in his face. He he just ran away. But you was tripping? I wasn't tripping that time. That time I was just like, I use that same, if you scream and act angry, maybe they'll run away. Just bring us, bring (laughs) a strap. (laughs) Yeah. Ah. No. No, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo's a wild place. Yeah, Buffalo's crazy, man. <laughs> I went out to Jamestown up the street from there. It was pretty wild. Remind me of Manchester, though. Yeah, sure. Manchester can get a little. Manchester went bad, man. It, it's, that fentanyl started hitting out there. Yeah. Dropping off. That. That's why I don't really touch too much shit, too, because it, especially in the street drugs, like you're getting weed out there in the streets, you got to be careful. They're putting fentanyl on that shit now. Yeah. They're putting fentanyl on the coke. I know people that died thinking they were going to go home, just have a beer and, a, and take a blast. And you know what I'm saying? One knocked out. They both knocked out. One woke up. The other one didn't wake up again. I've you know, had opposite of coke. die from that too. And it's like... I have a lot of friends that died because of that. And <sighs> they, they laced the whole, they were lacing bricks with that shit. So... Yeah. That's why I never touched Coke. I never did it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, fuck, fuck Coke. You know Drinking, I had a little bit of a drinking problem. Like, I would drink too much when I was younger, but yeah. I cut that. I, now I can have, like, one beer and I'm good. Mm. But, like, before I would be, like, handle a Jack Daniels, you know? Yeah? Yeah. I was I was never really a heavy drinker like that. Only if I was on some shit, I'll be drinking. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it would go hand in hand. Balance me out. So you said you had the project coming with UFO Thief. Who else would you want to work with? Or do you have any other pro- projects coming? Um, I would like to do a project with NEMS. I can able, I've, I've been sending them mad beats. He keeps telling me, send me more. Them beats you sent me was garbage. <laughs> but I like the one you did. But I listened to them in my car. You know what I'm saying? Your beats is fire fuse. I listen to them, but I can't write to them. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I'm sending him like eight beats at a time. See if he pick, he picked one though. I'll show you that later. He picked a, he picked a real good one. Yeah, he's gonna body that shit. I can't wait to hear it. But I would love to do a project with Nems. I would love to do, um, I would love to do a, a project with Fat Joe. He's always been my favorite. 
But Feeve, Feeve is one of my favorites right now, man. He's nice. He's so nice. Yeah. Is that the only project that you're like dropping soon? I got I got some other shit in the stash working yeah. on. So I'm getting try to get Susio in the booth real quick. You know, <laughs> see what he got. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Do not. you feel unlocked? Do you feel like that's like the next chapter? I'm just having fun with it, man. That's the whole thing. I don't take it too serious. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not lying when I if, if if I'm doing if I'm talking about anything, it's not a lie, but I'm not gonna fucking make it mad serious and try to be, you know, yeah, super gangster and none of that shit. It's just fucking it's where I fucking grew up. But I'm gonna have fun with it, you know? Yeah. I'm gonna make you laugh at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what fame, fame gave me that advice. He's like, yo, son. It's just fucking music, son. Don't fucking take it that serious, yo. Just have fun with it. I'm like, yeah, man. But I always kind of been like that. But fame, fame is one of the dudes that told me that. That's awesome. Shout man. out fame. Fame is another one I want to do an album with. That would be crazy. I would I feel love like to do. Guys, a, yeah. yeah, man. I sat with him. We we made we made a few beats together. The physiologies in the stash. Fame, fame in terms album. I made at least like four beats on that with fame. Damn, I can't. That Making would... beats was famous. Fame is one of the funnest dudes in the studio, too, to be with your fame. Yeah. Yeah, he's mad fun. Funny as I dude. bet that album with Term is crazy. Which one? The physiology? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got I got some of that in cut too. I can show you that too. <laughs> Damn, that's gonna thank you so much for coming on for real. I'm happy we yeah. got to sit down in well, we're in New Hampshire right now. Yeah, but... yeah. Sit down face to face and talk for real. Thank yeah, you. That's what I wanted to do. And thank you. Oh, yeah, brother. You ready? No. You want to uh, plug any of your shit before we wrap up? Yo, Short Fuse Droga out now. It's the fucking album cover. Do right on God always. It's Droga, not drugs. Say no to drugs, but say yes to Droga. <laughs> Follow him on Instagram. Peace. Peace.